the only talk radio afternoon drive show that makes sense beyond the headline with Aldrin Simpia right here on SAFM it's 22 minutes after three o'clock in conversation next with Dr. John Strimlau, Honorary Professor of International Relations at Wits University. As this year marks the seventh anniversary of the U.S.-South Korea alliance, today President Joe Biden is hosting South Korean President Yoon Suk-yeol on a state visit at the White House. We understand that, that the central focus of the meeting will likely be how the two leaders can deal with North Korea, which has been testing missiles in recent months. Dr. Streamlam now joining us on the line. Dr. Streamlam, good afternoon and thank you so much for making time for us. What's at the core of the relationship between um, the U.S. as well as South Korea outside of North Korea? Well, it's a complex and, and productive relationship for both countries, but I thought your introduction was spot on in that it really is a, a, a state visit that has as a subtext uh, containing the the, uh, the the North, uh, which is a, a very radically different system, and it just illustrates that you have a con uh, a, a peninsula that has the same people, the same language, the same mm-hmm. uh, cultural background, but radically radically different uh, systems. And the North Koreans have been building a nuclear capacity which has concerned the South. And so what we understand Biden will offer in this meeting, in the state visit, is uh, extended deterrence, so-called, which is that if an attack against Korea occurs, South Korea occurs, the U.S. will respond in kind to the North's attack. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it is um, also going to be, it's the only, it's the second state visit of his presidency the other one being uh, uh, President Macron back in uh, December. Yeah, and also the reports that um, the U.S. as well as South Korea officials believe that North Korea is preparing for its seventh nuclear test, and which would be the, the first since 2017. Um, to, to what end, though, would these conversations be able to uh, deter Kim Jong-un? Well... If you could tell me what uh, Kim Jong-un is doing, uh, I would uh, 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 defer. The the meeting that uh, Donald, uh, the crazy man Trump, uh, had with Kim Jong-un got nowhere. And yep. in fact, uh, he, he, Kim Jong-un, continued to build nuclear capacity uh, apace. And, and it, it is... The speculated by informed uh, experts in Washington, more so than I am on the Korean Peninsula, that it is the survival of the uh, family in control of the autocratic state in the north that is most of concern and why they have these nuclear weapons is to protect the ruling ru- ruling family and, and against uh, the, the appeal of a very prosperous and successful uh, South Korea, which is a member of the G20 and, and uh, the OECD now, and has a, a booming economy and a, and a robust democracy, and is very attractive to people of the, of the North, but they are locked into uh, an autocratic system that is very dictatorial. Yep. And when it comes to trade, um, if we look at, for instance, North Korea's biggest trading partners, uh, there's a China there, there is India there as well. 
Um, is there anything that the international community, though, can do to try and frustrate that relationship? To try, and I don't know what the intention would be, what the intention would be, though, um, outside of uh, stopping um, the nuclear testing as well as developing nuclear weapons. Uh, what what is it that um, the USA is trying to achieve with North Korea? I, I think really basically only to reassure the North Koreans that the U.S. has no designs on it, the South has no designs on it, and they use the, the Washington uses the Chinese uh, channel, I believe, or at least it did when my, in my day there, that would be reassuring to uh, the North, and China, you know, is sort of saddled with making sure that it's uh, ally and client not push things too far. That's always tricky to do, given that <laughs> North Korea has nuclear capabilities. Mm-hmm. But I, I just think it's 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 an upper volta, as we used to say, with nuclear weapons. It's a very very poor and underdeveloped economy. It has very little diversity. It is a mischief maker in the world. Uh, because of that, but otherwise it's not uh, not very significant. Yeah, and of course next year uh, South Korea going to the elective or legislative elections 2024. Um, would the U.S. have any interest in the outcomes of those elections? Well, of course uh, the U.S. is always interested in South Korea, and the, the uh, cooperation is very extensive. Uh, people travel back and forth all the time, and there's a lot of interdependency economically, of course. But it's a sovereign country, and so they will. The, the, the people of, of Korea will elect who they want to elect, and they have had very different uh, heads of state. And by the way, former heads of state have been, uh, in fact, incarcerated, jailed, uh, something that Donald Trump uh, and, and its predecessors in the U.S. have never had a, a, occur. So maybe there'll be a, uh, an identity between uh, South Korea and, and the United States if if uh, Donald Trump ever sees uh, a, a yellow jumpsuit. Yeah, and of course also considering that um, that uh, President Yoon Suk-yeol is a former prosecutor. Yes, exactly, and. He's apparently a much harder line on the North than his predecessor, to show you the differences of, of uh, regimes in, in, in the democratically elected uh, of, of, uh, administration of, of South Korea. Thank you so much for your time. Dr. John Streamlaude, Honorary Professor of International Relations at Wits University.